You are listening to the IoT for All Media Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the IoT for All podcast on the IoT for All Media Network. I'm your host, Ryan Chacon, one of the co-creators of IoT for All. Now, before we jump into this episode, please don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform or join our newsletter at iotforall.com slash newsletter to catch all the newest episodes as soon as they come out. Before we get started, does your business waste hours searching for assets like equipment or vehicles and pay full-time employees just to manually enter location and status data? You can get real-time location and status updates for assets indoors and outdoors at the lowest cost possible with Leverage's end-to-end IoT solutions. To learn more, go to iotchangeseverything.com. That's iotchangeseverything.com. So without further ado, please enjoy this episode of the IoT for All podcast. Welcome, John, to the IoT for All show. Thanks for being here this week. Yeah. Welcome, Ryan. Uh, So I'd love to start this off by just having you give a quick introduction about yourself and kind of uh, walk our audience through maybe your background experience a little bit, anything you think would be relevant for them to learn. Okay. So I'm uh, John Fisk. So I'm a business development manager for uh, Armor Server Films. Uh, Today, I'm in charge of uh, of business development for uh, our product, which is called uh, ASCA, and which is a very thin uh, photovoltaic film that we use to, uh, to power uh, all IoT-related uh, devices uh, in indoor and outdoor. So that's, we also have so, uh, other uh, business unit and, and segment that we address with, uh, with Armour Solar Power Films because uh, today Armour uh, is specialized in the industrial formulation of ink and coating of thin layers onto thin films. And uh, we used these expertise to uh, to develop to really develop this uh, solar film. In fact, uh, to address uh, to address many segments uh, such as the, the buildings, the transportation, um, and uh, and also uh, the IoT. Uh, because today there is a, a real problematic for the for the IoT to be uh, to be powered because uh, most of them are using uh, batteries uh, that mm-hmm. are not very well sustainable. Absolutely. Um, can you talk a little bit more about the technology itself kind of in its application and how you all use it right now? So for instance, any, are there any use cases or um, deployments out in the world that you'd be comfortable sharing and talking a little bit more in detail about? Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. For um, for example, so we are uh, using uh, today the, the photovoltaic film on the workplace management system with uh, one of our partners, uh, which is called the uh, Homes uh, SA. Uh, mm-hmm. which is a Swiss company that are developing a kind of uh, e-ink uh, screen, uh, which is used uh, for the for meeting rooms uh, in, uh, in companies and, and so on to, uh, to be able to, uh, to book uh, meeting rooms. And uh, they are providing uh, this hardware screen uh, with a very uh, low energy uh, consumption. And today mm-hmm. uh, they worked with us uh, to um, to make this uh, this screen totally autonomous. So, which means that uh, okay. at the back of the screen, we used very thin uh, ASCA uh, film to be able to uh, to power uh, and to charge the the inside battery of the of the screen to make it uh, fully autonomous. Uh, so, in fact, mm-hmm. uh, usually the the screen is um, is. Uh, is put on uh, on a glass at the outside the the meeting room, and then mm-hmm. uh, the the light can go through uh, this glass to uh, to power the the film 
and uh, and also to uh, to power and to recharge the the screen. So this is a, a brand new solution, uh, which is also a very uh, low power solution, sustainable solution uh, that has been developed with uh, with homes, and uh, which also uh, uh, make uh, them. Uh, very proud of uh, of this product because that's a uh, first of its kind on the on the market and uh for sure uh, uh, having a fully autonomous product uh, uh it means that uh, they avoid all the uh, problems for the the maintenance uh, of the battery part uh, of their screens uh, so which is a uh, very good for uh, all the, the operators of uh, of such systems Fantastic. And when it comes to the technology that you all have built, um, are there any particular industries uh, that you all focus on when it comes to kind of selling into? So, uh, yeah, today the segment, the segment I'm focusing on is the, let's say the IoT or all the connected uh, electronics and hardware uh, market, which means okay. that uh, we will uh, try to... Um, to install and to power all kind of electronic device. Uh, so which means that can be uh, some uh, manufacturers of, uh, of IoT devices right. uh, that can install uh, the photovoltaic film uh, to be able to power and to harvest uh, energy uh, from the environment, uh, indoor or, or outdoor, uh, mm -hmm. to really power their, their devices. So either uh, make them fully autonomous when it's possible, when it's a very uh, low power uh, device, IoT device, such as a, a temperature sensor and so on, or uh, to be able to um, uh, to increase the lifespan of uh, of their sensors. Uh, if it's uh, sensors that use a bit more energy, uh, we can be able to, um, to increase the, the lifespan uh, of the battery uh, from uh, two to three years uh, from from five to f to seven mm. years, for example. And mm. again, uh, it will uh, lower uh, for sure the, the maintenance costs. That's great. And so I wanted to take a step back and talk a little more high level here for about a topic that we don't have the opportunity to speak to too many guests about, but I think it's super important to um, to inform our audience and, and kind of could go a little deeper into. And that is uh, the conversation around energy harvesting. Can you talk uh, at a relatively high level about what energy harvesting actually is um, and just kind of how it works? Yeah, so sure. Uh, 100 term of uh, energy harvesting. So there is a uh, different technologies, uh, which mechanical, piezoelectrical, uh, where you can collect energy. Mm -hmm. So the, the basic idea is really to collect uh, energy from your environment. Um, and here with uh, with the solar film, for sure, we collect energy from uh, from the light. Uh, either it can be uh, sunlight or also artificial light from uh, from LED lighting, for example, in indoor mm -hmm. environment. And uh, so the the solar film, in fact, transforms the the light uh, into electrons and into electricity to uh, to be able to power the device or recharge batteries. Gotcha. Okay, that's awesome. And what are the overall benefits of energy harvesting? And if I, what I mean by that is, why do companies kind of look towards energy harvesting as um, an element of an IoT solution? Yeah. So because uh, today, so the the IoT market uh, is a very huge uh, potential market. Uh, there is a, 
uh, several billions of, uh, of IoT today. Most of them right. are using uh, batteries. Uh, first okay. of all, uh, batteries are not very sustainable uh, in terms of uh, recyclability. Uh, and so it's really to be able to uh, to lower uh, the use of battery uh, into okay. the next generation IoT. Mm -hmm. uh, and also it will allow to, uh, as I said, increase lifespan of the, of the equipment, of the devices. And by right. increasing lifespan of the devices, so you you lower the maintenance cost uh, and the financial and human cost uh, associated. Gotcha. And where are we at, kind of just as an industry as a whole, not necessarily just where you all focus, but where are we seeing energy harvesting utilized the most? And where in your mind do you see the biggest growth opportunity for energy harvesting? Like, is there a particular industry, a particular use case application that energy harvesting maybe hasn't cracked into yet that you see as a kind of a, a big frontier for, for the technology? So, yeah, for sure. So. Uh, IoT is a market that we target because uh, we really think there is a huge potential. No old application or use case uh, are good use case. Uh, right. We have to find the right use case, but uh, on such different kind of applications, uh, it could be, uh, uh, for example, uh, IoT tracker device uh, that are usually working uh, on mm -hmm. battery and that lasts for uh, maybe a few weeks, few months uh, that we can uh, add energy and uh, and increase uh, their uh, their lifetime right and uh, also for the smart building and indoor environment so yeah we can uh, uh, we can think of uh, of equip of uh, solar film all kind of uh, of devices uh, for sure that uh, that are kind of very uh, simple sensors such as a temperature mm -hmm. uh, pressure level, uh, CO2, uh, and so on, right. uh, that usually we cannot uh, guarantee that uh, they are working because uh, we have to, to change the, the battery uh, mm -hmm. uh, once a year, uh, uh, once uh, every six months, and so on. So here, uh, we can really increase and make them totally autonomous, So, which means that for the, the whole uh, lifespan or uh, lifetime of the equipment, uh, which could be uh, 10 years, 15 years, mm -hmm. uh, you don't have to, uh, to take care of the, the energy and, and battery right. part. That's fantastic. And let me, let me ask just um, from your standpoint, you mentioned batteries obviously play a, do play a role here, but the idea is to kind of help improve the battery life and, with, and the sustainability element of it. So how, as, you know, as we kind of move forward in IoT, how do you see the role of batteries kind of playing uh, a part in IoT over time? And, you know, do you feel like we get to a point where we stop using batteries or we just stop using less batteries, focus more on the rechargeable with, you know, the energy harvesting component to ensure that we don't have to change them out uh, and create more waste? Like, what is it about the battery element that, um, where, where do you think we can get to on that front from a sustainability mm -hmm. standpoint? Yeah, so yeah, for sure. So I think we will still use a battery in the future, uh, either for IoT or for uh, electric cars. Uh, mm -hmm. That's uh, that's for sure. Uh, but I think the point that uh, we'll try uh, to use it more uh, efficiently and more intelligently, uh, just to be able to, uh, to minimize uh, as much as possible the use of battery. Uh, mm -hmm. for sure there's a uh, new battery technologies that will be out for uh, for a different kind of, uh, of application and use case right. uh, but 
really for for the sensor part uh the idea is really to to collect and harvest energy from from the environment uh, because that's uh, for sure that's uh, less expensive than uh, using battery uh, right. either from a financial part and uh, also for a sustainable part and, and for the planet right right and now if we kind of break that out into kind of a further discussion around sustainability for iot at a, at a high level, how do you feel like we can make IoT more sustainable? Um, and kind of what does that even mean to make IoT more sustainable in your mind? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, in my mind, so for sure, uh, before uh, looking uh, to add uh, energy harvesting, uh, you have to work on the, the energy consumption of the, the IoT okay. devices. Because right. everything uh, has to, to be anticipated uh, at the first step of the, the design of uh, of devices and so on uh, to really be able to um, to use uh, less energy uh, as possible and it's uh, there was already a lot of work that has been done uh, on that uh, subjects either for the sensor part or the communication part with uh, with low bandwidth uh, protocols uh, such as uh, LoRa, Sigfox uh, and so mm-hmm. on uh, so that's, uh, that, that, that's really something uh, you have to, to think as a eco-conception uh, design right. first. And uh, then for sure, at the last step, uh, you can add energy harvesting because uh, your device uh, will allow you to use these are energy harvesting technology that collects mm. uh, very right. few energy, uh, but that will be enough uh, uh, because you, you worked uh, before on the energy consumption. And aside from the battery element that we've already talked about as it contributes to sustainability, what other kind of things come out of us improving sustainability? Like when IoT kind of reaches a higher sustainability threshold, what kind of benefits do you see? feel like we're going to see as an industry? As an industry, uh, for sure, you will have, a, let's say, more, um, more durable uh, products, uh, more uh, efficient products. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you yeah also the, the operators uh, will be uh, it will be the best for for operators uh, uh, to be to be able to uh, to be sure uh, that the product is uh, is working well uh, without uh, without thinking of of energy part right. and uh, yeah I think that's yeah that's really a breakthrough uh, the next breakthrough uh, point for the for the IoT devices to be uh, to be able to be fully autonomous uh, because IoT makers, uh, they are selling uh, the products, but then uh, it's not the one that uh, are going to buildings and uh, on site uh, to, to change batteries. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, it will be for sure a, a unique uh, value proposal for, uh, for them uh, to sell this kind of product that, uh, that needs very, very low maintenance. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. and. Um... One other question I had about kind of the sustainability element of it is, do you, I guess, do you see any use cases or applications where it's going to be difficult for us to get to or to see major improvements on the sustainability side? And the reason I ask is because obviously when it comes to energy harvesting, uh, if we're pulling in energy from, let's say, the sun to help repower batteries and keep them charged for devices, there are obviously a lot of IoT applications out there where the energy requirement to run them uh, efficiently uh, is requires a lot of power. 
And I'm just not sure from my own standpoint, because I'm, I'm not in, I don't work in the energy harvesting space necessarily, um, how much power we can actually generate from, from those types of situations and, uh, in order to power the devices. So what I'm asking really is, are there any use cases you kind of see besides like autonomous cars and things like that per se? Are there any kind of use cases or applications that you think um, need more technology advancements or technological advancements in order for us to be able to provide better results on the energy harvesting front in order to make those applications more sustainable? I'm, I'm assuming things that require very high power consumption um, are probably on that list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, for example, the best example can be uh, smartphones uh, that are, sure. uh, yeah. Or sure that uh, there is a very high uh, energy consumptions, and uh, today for sure we cannot uh, use some uh, some solar films to uh, to power and to recharge mm-hmm. smartphone, and because also the smartphone industry is a bit different because uh, it tends to uh, to transmit uh, more and more data with uh, uh, telecommunication network uh, that yeah really send a, a lot of uh, a lot of data. And uh, right. I think in the, in the future, uh, uh, it will not uh, decrease for sure. Uh, so probably we will need, we'll need more and more uh, power uh, because the, the need for a bandwidth uh, will increase uh, much uh, than the, the progress uh, in the, the telecommunication network, uh, even right. with, uh, with 5G and, and so on. Uh, for sure, maybe it will, uh, uh, we will have a lower energy consumption uh, but uh, we will need uh, much more uh, data uh, data bandwidth so, uh, sure. so this kind of thing it's uh, it will be uh, difficult to uh, to advance for sure we'll have a uh, progress and improvement on, on batteries part right uh, but uh, we'll still uh, still have the the cable to to charge the smartphones uh, instead of uh, instead of, uh, of a solar uh, solar fin yeah yeah i from a smartphone standpoint it's interesting because i've seen and i actually own chargers for smartphones that are solar powered so you can basically leave it out in the sun if you're camping or outside all day and it'll charge the battery within the recharge um, unit and then you can plug that into your phone to get you know some extra power i don't know how much it actually will you know what percentage it will charge the phone but um, it seems like there's you know obviously some ways to kind of connect smartphones energy harvesting but um to your point, being able to do it directly on the phone is, is probably a major challenge. Yeah, yeah, it's really a major challenge because uh, for sure when we are talking about energy harvesting, uh, we're not talking about, uh, let's say, outdoor uh, solar panels that can uh, can get more energy from the direct sun uh, when you are in right. an in indoor environment. So you have, uh, I mean, uh, 1,000, 10,000 times less energy than in outdoor mm. uh, and even mm-hmm. more. Uh, so yeah, that's a really very uh, very low low power with uh, with uh, milliwatt and uh, microwatts, uh, which gotcha. is not the, the level of uh, of what the smartphone is needing. Uh, but yeah. for sure, we can have a, a kind of a, a solar uh, solar panels or solar films uh, that we can use for outdoor to charge a smartphone. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, it will be an uh, an extra uh, an extra equipment an extra box that uh, uh, that we can use but it will not be directly integrated on the smartphone. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Uh, one of the last questions I had for you was when it comes to energy harvesting, what do you see as, or what would you say are the biggest challenges um, that existed when you all kind of 
venture down this path to build your offering to the market and technology? And then also going forward, where do you see the biggest challenges for energy harvesting? And then just kind of how you, how you overcome those. Oh yeah, so I think the yeah the, the main challenge in the the IoT uh, industry today is that um, uh, for sure uh, everybody thinks that uh, yeah using batteries is good because uh, okay battery uh, when you buy uh, millions of batteries uh, that's uh, very cheap uh, for sure uh, so uh, a lot of manufacturers so they do not care so much uh, about uh, changing the electronics and so on to be able to. To harvest energy because that's uh, so cheap to have uh, to buy batteries. In fact, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. so that's yeah, that's the the thing we have to to change the the mind we have to change to to make them think that okay, uh, we can have uh, eco consumption of products, uh, we can anticipate uh, on the next generation of product right. uh, to really be able to integrate uh, such electronics and uh, and lower the consumption. Of the of the electronic of the device uh, to integrate such technologies uh, that can harvest energy directly and uh, and avoid uh, totally the, the batteries or at least uh, lower the, the size of, uh, of batteries embedded. That's fantastic. Well, you know, this has been a really interesting conversation for me. I haven't really, and we talked about this earlier, haven't really spoken to too many individuals who um, you know have focused on energy harvesting. It's been mentioned, obviously, you know, the importance of it and what it is, but not into this detail. So. John, I really appreciate your time and kind of coming in and, you know, educating our audience on energy harvesting and kind of the importance of, of it now, as well as kind of how it can contribute to the sustainability of IoT in the future. Um, so as we kind of finish up here, I wanted to see if there are any interesting maybe news or, or items on, on the, the horizon that our audience should kind of be paying attention for uh, or paying attention to for coming out of kind of coming out of armor. Yeah, yeah. So the, uh, I was also very glad to uh, to talk about energy harvesting with you, uh, and thanks for the, the opportunity. Absolutely, uh, for sure. In the in the near future, uh, we'll announce uh, yeah new new partnerships, new use cases uh, with uh, with new uh, new applications, uh, new mm-hmm. new devices uh, equipped with uh, with energy harvesting and, and solar harvesting technologies. Uh, one of the next should be a, a solution that uh, that is using the um, the solar film for uh, indoor geolocation okay. uh, and to develop a uh, kind of a use case based on uh, on indoor geolocation and on uh, on Li-Fi or Li-Fi type communication uh, system right. that uh, the film can uh, can directly collect uh, Li-Fi communication to be able to uh, to get information transmitted uh, through uh, through light so usually LED light uh, inside buildings and uh, and then this uh, this allows to have a, a ge- indoor geolocation and uh, and with indoor geolocation uh, we can think of uh, uh, of uh, infinite uh, services uh, such as a switch uh, on uh, lighting automatically uh, uh, called the lift uh, and so on right well, that's awesome. Um, and if our audience is kind of interested to learn more, maybe, you know, would want not just learn more about energy harvesting, but maybe learn more about your offerings and kind of, you know, figure out this is something that, that works for their business. What's the best way to get in contact with the company? Uh, for sure. Either they can, uh, they can do, go to the, the ASCA uh, website and uh, here we can have a, we have a contact form uh, where they can send uh, any email and message and, uh, and then we will get back to them and, and answer uh, and have a call uh, or look at their project. Right. We'll be very glad. 
Fantastic. Well, we'll make sure we link all that up and make sure we provide the uh, correct uh, destinations for audience to get in contact. But uh, John, this has been a fantastic conversation. I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, and thanks sure. for being on the IoT for All show. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, thanks, Ryan. It'll be a pleasure. Absolutely. All right, everyone. Thanks again for joining us this week on the IoT for All podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please leave us a rating or review and be sure to subscribe to our podcast on whichever platform you're listening to us on. Also, if you have a guest you'd like to see on the show, please drop us a note at ryan.iotforall.com and we'll do everything we can to get them as a featured guest. Other than that, thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.